time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Mining Stock Daily. I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Today is Thursday, April 14th, last day of the podcast for us, as it's a holiday tomorrow, so good Friday tomorrow. Uh, we'll get started here, lots of news. On Wednesday, gold bounced around in overnight action, but shot up higher like a Roman candle about two hours before the A in London fix, running from 1967 per ounce to as high as 1983, before pulling back to settle at 1978. The entire move higher occurred well before the worse-than-expected PPI report hit the tape indicating that either nefarious entities had the report before it was released or, alternatively, a big physical buyer is lurking in the background that frightened the paper derivatives short sellers. Silver ran higher from $25.60 per ounce to as high as $26.08 before retreating and settling just below that $26 mark. Silver felt particularly perky, according to the journal. The mining stocks traded higher in correlation with the metals, with the GDX closing up 2.24% from Tuesday. The Mining Stock Journal commented, The current move in the precious metal sector is the strongest in character since late 2008. It added that while a push pullback is to be expected, the precious metal sector is likely embarking on a long, sustained, cyclical bull move. In that regard, the latest Mining Stock Journal will be making the case that the stock market is miscalculating the upside for a distressed mining stock currently trading for pennies on the dollar. The newsletter believes that an easy double or triple before Thanksgiving is on the table for this stock. You can learn more at investmentresearchdynamics.com. We will get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Arizona Sonoran Copper Company. Arizona Sonoran Copper is a lower-risk copper developer with a significant exploration potential on private land just south of Phoenix in an infrastructure-rich area of Arizona. The Cactus Project PEA illustrates an 18-year mine life, generating $1 billion U.S. post-tax free cash flow. It is a scalable, low-capital intensity project with strong leverage to the copper price. The company is led by executive management team and board, which have a long-standing track record of successful project delivery in North America, complemented by global capital markets expertise. You can read more about the company at ArizonaSonoran.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Lots of quarterly production numbers out today, so we'll start with Westone Gold Mines. CEO Duncan Middlemiss says Westone's first quarter combined production of 25,611 ounces was essentially in line with expectations and represents the low quarterly production for the year. Westome says they will have additional ore available from the Falcon Zone at Eagle, which is expected to boost both volume and grade. At Kena, the ramp-up has been impacted by unscheduled downtime related to the underground crusher, as well as some equipment delays and staff absences in the beginning of the year due to the outbreak of the Omicron variant, which has impacted the, the development, hence the lower grade in Q1. These challenges have largely been rectified according to the company, and commercial production is on track for mid-year. Westome trades on the TSX with WDO. B2 Gold says its total gold production of 209,365 ounces 
which included 12,892 ounces from Calibri Mining, was 5% above budget for the quarter. Consolidated gold revenue was $366 million on sales of 195,100 ounces at an average realized price of $1,874 per ounce. The company says it remains well positioned for continued strong operational and financial performance for the year with total gold production guidance of between 990,000 and 1,050,000 ounces, including 40,000 to 50,000 attributable ounces projected from Calibri, with total consolidated cash operating costs forecast to be between $620 and $660 per ounce. B2 Gold trades on the TSX under BTO and on the NICE American under BTG. And Barrick reported preliminary Q1 production of 1 million ounces of gold and 101 million pounds of copper. As previously guided, Barrick's gold production in 2022 is expected to be the lowest in the first quarter, increasing through the year, while copper production is, is expected to be higher in the second half of the year. Barrick remains on track to achieve full-year gold and copper guidance, according to the company. And finally, Golden Minerals says that they have produced 3,608 ounces of gold and 13,944 ounces of silver from the Rodeo Mine in Durango, state of Mexico. Uh, Paul, so we've seen production numbers come through for the quarter. Uh, what, what, do you make in, what do you make of this quarter's production notes from the industry? Well, thank you, Trevor. Well, let's start with the positive. You know, the gold prices are high, the metals prices are high, copper prices are high, so companies are making a lot of money. But looking at the numbers the production numbers in themselves, um, most companies are experiencing declining production. Some of the companies you've mentioned this morning, you know, in, in real terms, it's their worst quarter since the first quarter of last year. Uh, for other companies, it's their worst quarter uh, for perhaps the last two or three years. So companies are definitely experiencing um, declining grade in their deposits, exhaustion of their deposits, and um, th- this trend is going to continue. Uh, where do we go from here? That's why people like us like to report the news, because we get to see these stories develop. That's right. Um, companies are going to have to use this cash at some point to buy new deposits, to buy new production, to, to invest in M&A, in addition to exploration, of course. All right, Paul, let's move on to exploration news. Visa Silver reported results from 19 new drill holes targeting the Animus Vein Corridor at its Panuco Silver Gold Project in Mexico. The results are centered on two zones, the Rosarito Zone, which was included in the March 22 Maiden Resource Estimate, and the Suavillas Zone, a new discovery located near and perpendicular to Rosarito, at the northern end of the Animus Vein Corridor. Results included 1,088 grams per ton silver equivalent over 1.26 meters at Suavias and 652 grams per ton silver equivalent over 4.71 meters at Rosarito. The company believes the northern end of the Animus Vein Corridor has significant potential to host additional resources and will continue to explore this area throughout the year. Additionally, the company is reviewing the potential to utilize existing workings in the area to conduct underground drilling, and this may provide improved access to drill more vein intercepts in less time at lower overall costs. Visa Silver trades on the TSXV and the NYSC with VZLA. In British Columbia, Seabridge Gold reported updated mineral resource estimates for its Mitchell and East Mitchell formerly the snowfield deposits, which incorporate drilling completed in 2021. These resource estimates will be used in an updated KSM 
preliminary feasibility study expected in June 2022 that will, for the first time, incorporate the East Mitchell deposit into KSM's mine plans. Uh, the company acquired these deposits in 2020 from Pretium Resources. The measured and indicated resources of these two deposits are now 4.1 billion tonnes, grading 0.54 grams per tonne gold, 0.13% copper, 2.4 grams per tonne silver, and 71 parts per million molybdenum, containing 72 million ounces of gold, 12 billion pounds of copper, 323 million ounces of silver, and about 650 million pounds of molybdenum. The Mitchell and East Mitchell are two of the five deposits in Seabridge's massive KSM project in the Golden Triangle region of British Columbia. The company expects to see the combination of East Mitchell and Mitchell to create a single very large open pit mining opportunity with improved economic projections including better grades in the early years of production and deferral of the need to pay for capital intensive underground block cave development. Seabridge Gold trades on the TSX under SEA and on the NICE under SA. My gosh, that was a lot of numbers to read off. <laughs> All right, Paul, uh, we got to get things wrapped up. That concludes the morning briefing. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Creek Digital and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Till later today, I'm Trevor Hall. And I'm Paul Harris. Have a great day, everybody. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.